Hey everybody, welcome back to season two of our podcast, Hard to Make Friends as an Adult. I'm Ryan. And I'm Macy. And we're very excited to have you guys back here. Today we're actually going to do an episode that actually matches the same name of our podcast. So we're going to talk about why it's so hard to make friends as an adult. It is really hard to make friends as an adult and I feel like it's such a relatable concept and that's why we have like two listeners on this podcast (laughs) and why I get like a group following with my meetup because it's really relatable and it's really awkward to make friends as an adult but I feel like we look back on our childhood and we think oh it used to be so easy and I'm not sure it actually was any easier. I just think that we were kind of like idiotic and we had recess. And easy. that made friendships <laughs> easy. I mean, imagine if we had a 30-minute time slot to swing on the swings now as an adult. We all might make more friends. Um, it's just not really a priority and stuff. So I don't know if it was necessarily any easier back in the day or if nostalgia just makes us feel that way. But regardless, there are a lot more responsibilities and other things that go into making friends as an adult, and it does make it feel a lot harder. So Ryan, why do you think it's hard to make friends as an adult? Yeah, I'm glad you brought up responsibility. That's one of the things I was going to talk about, but I don't think I'm going to blindside anybody by what I'm going to say. I think everyone generally knows why it just really sucks to make friends as an adult. Number one, you have limited time, you know, you're working or you have responsibilities that pull your time elsewhere and you just don't have the effort and time level to to put towards making that friend. And the other thing is kind of trust in a way, you know, you have to really look for somebody that you're willing to trust in a friendship and put the time that you're putting in back like a equal measure, like a ratio in a way. And it's just so difficult to be able to do that Among other things, I think that when you are older, you learn what you like and what you don't like. And you not necessarily are set in your ways, but you're not going to put up with the stuff you put up with in recess as a kid. You know, this person pushes you down as a joke or something like that. As an adult, maybe you feel like that was messed up and you don't want to be friends with that type of person. I think maybe you're a little more picky and that's honestly okay. It's just... A lot of the different factors combine into a matrix where you only have one or two major opportunities in your normal life to make a friend unless you really put the time and effort into it. What do you think, Macy? You know, I think it is so much like of what you're saying with having time and responsibilities to think about because a lot of times it's like, you know, I could go out to a bar with my friend or I could clean my house or oh, I've worked 40 or 50 hours this week. I'm exhausted. I just want to go home and like watch this favorite TV show that's trending, whatever. And it is so hard to make the time and have the energy to then, you know, make a friend, keep up with the friendship. It's a lot of work. You have to like check in. You have to plan times and places to hang out. And that is so much. And I think for a lot of us, when the day is over, we just are exhausted and a lot, you know, that's like bare minimum too. Like if you add in having pets or having kids or having a spouse or even just like a relationship of any type with someone that's like, it's more serious. I mean, there goes literally all your time, right? So friendship kind of goes on the back burner. What I would say for me, the reason it's always been hard to make friends as an adult is because I feel like society does not prioritize it. So 
you know, I think a lot of people are really lonely. They like to have more friends. But it's like, where do you make friends at? And our first season talks a lot about categories of making friends and how you can make friends in those categories. But outside of like, you know, random categories like coworkers or hobby friends or whatever, it's kind of like, how do you actually make a friend? Like if, if you work for yourself, how do you make a coworker friend? And stuff like that. Like that's just one example. But in general, it's like really hard. I mean, there's no designated space or place really to like make a new friend. And it's, it's constantly putting in effort. It's constantly like breaking boundaries and having to like put yourself out there. And that is really hard. And on top of that, when you're like exhausted or you're trying to make ends meet, it's like, where do you get the energy and time to make a friend? So for me, I think personally, my biggest issue with why it's hard to make friends as an adult is literally because society doesn't care. (laughs) And I'll get more into that in a little bit with my own story on why um, I kind of feel like society shuns adult friendship. But it really, it's not a priority for most people and society does not make it a priority. And because of that, we just kind of feel ingrained to think that it's almost a waste of time or it's not a necessity. And the truth is that it is because being isolated or only, you know, having your partner or your family to go to as a social source can really be super detrimental, like your mental health, your well-being, it puts a lot of pressure on your spouse or your family to like have to live up to something that maybe a friend should be living up to. And so I think that society really could do a much better job at encouraging friendships like post-college, for sure post-high school <laughs> minimum. You know, I think college even is sometimes not even the priority for friendships. Um, but Ryan, did you have anything else you want to expand upon with flexibility or just making friendships as an adult? Yeah, to to your point, I think the pandemic really showed how detrimental it could be, you know, to not prioritize friendships. And what you're saying is exactly spot on. Personally, for flexibility's sake, I think that all of us have a set amount of time per week or per month or per day that is really our free time, right? And what we prioritize is what we spend that free time on. Whether you, like you said, if you have a moment to read a book or watch a show or a movie or go out and hang out with a friend or be in a relationship, it's all about how you prioritize that time. And like you said, society really puts pressures on a lot of other things before the friendship element. And I think that feeds into the flexibility because, you know, maybe your schedule's crazy and you're going all around the globe and, you know, traveling for work. You're not going to have much time at all to, to do that. And it just feeds directly into what you're saying. Flexibility is key when you're making a friend, but not a lot of us have it as an adult. I think kind of going off of what you're talking about with flexibility and time and scheduling, you know, when we grow up, we literally, like I mentioned earlier, we had recess scheduled. We had so many moments of our lives like scheduled just for social activities And as an adult, that is not a priority. And if it is, it's like you had to make it a priority. Um, And even, you know, even if you have like a lunch break at work or something, it's still not like geared towards social interactions. Um, And I I think when we're growing up, everything we do, and, and for one, people are trying to get us to be more social, right? And like teach us like social skills. So it does make sense that we are forced to be more social, maybe more social than we even want to be. Um, But 
I think for, you know, the, the first 12 to 16, 18 years of our lives are so kind of revolving around social interactions and making friends and like recess and having these times to like connect and um, relax even maybe, right? Alongside your peers. And then the minute you're 18 or the minute you're out of college, it's kind of like, well, there, there goes that. Now you're going to go to work and and, you know, even when you're at work, like, and that's why if you listen to season one with my coworker episode, right, um, I'm so against coworker friends because <laughs> because it it's no longer, like, an innocent, like, you're making friends or, you know, you do or don't like somebody. It's, like, the minute you're an adult, it's everything kind of changes, right? Like, your coworker friends, it's, like, well, they're friends with you until you're the boss, right? And now the dynamics shifted or you love them until, like, they get fired and now it's awkward, whatever it is, and it's, like, everything as an adult, there's kind of, like, two sides, and if it goes bad, it's, like, you have to really think about, like, the consequences, or, like, how do you get over that, like, if the friendship goes south, or, you know, maybe you're great friends, and then you start dating someone, and they don't get along with your significant other, and it's, like, well, I'm gonna marry this person, so I can't hang out with you anymore, like, there's so much that goes into it, and when you're growing up, there's really none of that. I mean, sure, maybe you like people more than others, and there's bullies or whatever, but it's mostly very innocent in the sense that you're just, you know, you like someone because you like hanging out with them, and you don't like them because you don't like their personality or something. There's no, like, kind of hidden games, and I feel like as an adult, there's so much of that. Honestly, yeah, it's really hard. And let me just say, in regards to what you were saying, I feel that friendship is all about intentions. And it's so confusing as an adult to read those parameters because I may be coming into this situation thinking, oh, I'm really going to make a friend here. Someone else might be coming into that situation and just trying to get out of the social situation, whatever it is. And you have to pick up and read that situation and invest but not fully invest and hope and not really hope so it's just so difficult and I completely agree with what you said because of that let me talk a little bit more about my current situation I will say this I am incredibly lucky because I'm not only married to you Macy but you're also my best friend so when I talked earlier about time and effort and stuff like all of that really goes out the door when it comes to us because we spend a lot of time together naturally, right? And it's kind of maybe we go on a date, maybe we just hang out at the house or wherever we are, but we are still friends and like working together and I'm enjoying that genuinely. So first off, I'm incredibly lucky because that's just freaking awesome that I have that. But there was a time before you um, where I was not so lucky and I... Imagine life before me. Oh, so difficult. I don't know if I should even continue. It was so tragic. Um, But yeah, so I probably told a story similar in the season one, uh, different episodes where I was out of college and going to Chicago, really big city. I didn't really know many people at all in college for, you know, awareness. I was kind of always had people around if I wanted them, but I didn't have to, you know, I had a roommate, I had friends and I could do whatever I wanted whenever I wanted kind of, you know, first freedom taste in the world. Uh, But going to my first job, you know, you have less time available, you know, to to allocate to that. And I started by thinking, hey, I like soccer. I'm going to join this soccer league. And that was how I tried to make my first few friends. And let me tell you, 
nobody takes responsibility on your soccer team. Like no one wants to be your captain. No one wants to organize. No one wants to talk to anybody. People just show up and play. Half the time we showed up and didn't have enough people to field a team. So we just forfeited the match and played for fun. It was both awful and fun because at a certain point you just roll with it. You're like, okay, whatever happens today. I don't really care anymore, you know? But eventually I got to the point where I'm like, I guess I have to start organizing this. So I would email people or we create like a Facebook group or something like that. And we eventually got enough people where we started going to the bar afterwards and kind of talking and stuff. So I did make a couple like minor friends that way, but for whatever reason, nothing super clicked. You know, there was this one guy who him and his fiance were always around and they were really fun, but not really around apart from that one day every week. And sometimes you want a little more, particularly me. I was just alone in this city. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go, which was like to turn left or right. Uh, and I wanted something more. And for a while I was very lonely because I would go home from work and I would think, should I go to this bar by myself? I went to a bar by myself last week and I didn't have any luck. And it was just, it gets, you get into a pit, right? You get into a pit where you just think there's no way I can make this friend because it's so hard. You got to put yourself out there, be emotionally vulnerable every time. But then one day I saw a meetup posted on the meetup app. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> it was called the anti-meetup group, which to be fair, I had never attended one meetup. So I didn't really know the anti-meetup phenomenon. But reading the description that you wrote was kind of energetic about stop being fake. Come to this. If you want to come to this to make a friend, I want friends. Let's do it. Kind of. That's how I would summarize it. You can summarize Thank it here. In a bit. I love it. That's like a cheerleader. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's make friends, y'all. Anyway, it was also very close to where I lived, which also really location was. helps a lot uh, when it comes to being your uh, friending. So I showed up, I didn't really know what to expect, and a pretty decent sized group there, and we all talked, and it seemed like everyone had the same energy, and we all wanted to make friends, we all wanted to go out, we all were fairly new to the city, at least most people, and I met the glorious Macy, and uh, all of her beauty, and I was just super happy, uh, super happy to meet you guys, and... Yeah, I think I remember going home that night and being like, that was a really awesome night. We ate pizza, we drank, and we partied in Old Town of Chicago. Came home, I was just thinking, wow, I want to do that again. And I was really happy that you continued to host, and I was able to meet like-minded people, young in Chicago. And honestly, I had a great time, and I met you, and I met some other folks as well. So I think overall... um, the moral of my story is to have a bit of patience, understand that things will come to you if you keep putting that effort level out. And I completely understand the folks that want to take a break and can't keep it up. But at the same time, just really keep hammering it hard and focusing on it because at the end of the day, you know, you'll get some benefit out of it if you're really trying to make a friend. Thank you for sharing. I'm so glad was, that my uh, my meetup was so was I flattering? Was I flattering enough? I can bit, I can add bit. some more compliments. <laughs> I think for me, the reason it was so hard to make friends as an adult, and it continues to be hard, is because society does not place any importance on it. So, for example, when I was 21, I moved from New York to Bernie, Texas, which is like the most boring city oh bernie you were in bernie texas that place is hopping 
Right. Yeah. So having with the three bars, it was so fun. We had literally three bars at the time, like 10 years ago that I frequented um, all of them. So that's super fun for me. Uh, anyways, I was going through it. I was uh, married at 18, which is the dumbest thing you could ever do. And then I was divorced by 21. Plot twist. It doesn't work out. Um, duh. Anyways, so um, I was notified by my, like, my lawyer not to get a job. And because of that, I could not be in school. I was just like this really weird kind of almost like purgatory situation where I could not work. I could not go to school. I uh, had no way to really meet people. I was so isolated and lonely. And everything I wanted to do was like, you can't do that until this whole process is over. So very isolated. I had no way to make a friend. And society, you know, like they would ask me the three main questions, which is like, oh, what is your career, or what school did you go to, or who are you dating? And I was like, none of the above. Wait, 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 wait. I don't get it, because those are the same three questions that, like, were ingrained in me, you know, from the Midwest where I grew up. Like, that must, that's clearly a society thing. No, it, it totally is. Like, that's what society only cares about, like, where you went to school, <laughs> what your job is, or who you're with. And that's unfortunate, it's, because, yeah. yeah, it's like, I, I was always like, I don't know. I can't answer any of those questions. Thank you. Thanks for telling me how <laughs> life is. I already know that. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was a really hard time for me and I had no way to make a friend and, um, you know, I don't, maybe the meetup app existed, but it was not really popular at all in San Antonio. It certainly was not in Bernie, Texas. And, um, outside of like Tinder being the only kind of app, which was a day app, and I was trying to make friends more than date. Um, I had like really no kind of friendship to fall back on and I did have friends I grew up with but they were like all off in college themselves or you know kind of making it for the first time in their career and moving to places and they weren't really around so I was so isolated and I no one ever asked me or told me like oh you should go join like a volleyball league or you should try the meetup app right like it's it's society does not like encourage friendships instead it was always like oh you should apply for this job or you should go date this person that I know because they're also single, right? And that's that's all that society really, like, pushes on you and cares about. And so in my isolation, and if you listen to season one, I do talk about how I did finally make a friend at a bar. It only took, like, ten times of blocking out. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I did, I did make a friend at a bar, and we became friends, and she was a really good friend of mine for a couple years there. But in general, I was... Uh, so isolated I never had like a big big friend group which I feel like is what I needed at that time in my life especially at 21 that's so young and everyone else I knew had big friend groups right from high school and college and I was not in that realm so it didn't exist for me and I think that that's the saddest part because um it just that doesn't exist for adults right like you you can make big friend groups like in high school and college but usually post-college it's like forget that right you get one friend and they're your coworker. Hope you're never their boss. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> so it was it was really challenging and I was so lonely. And um I don't wanna say I blame society, but I do I do kind of blame society for that. I think um if one adult had pressured me into being more social or joining a certain club. Not even pressured, but just said, Hey, maybe you should try to make a friend. <laughs> yeah. 
exactly just try to make a friend that would have gone so far and no one no one did that um and you know it's it's not even anyone else's fault that's just how our world is I, I think it's really sad and I think it's really hard when you're already isolated or you know even for me like I was going through a very difficult time in life where I felt really negative on myself and I could have really used a friend and you would think in those moments, society would press friendships, and it still doesn't. So, um, so yeah, I think I think society can do so much better. And I, if you're listening to this, I, I think it's a great reminder that we should always encourage friendship because the thing is, is like lovers and hookups come and go usually. I mean, if you find the one, hopefully, right, it works out for you forever, but. But even your lover, I mean, I I love you, Ryan, so much, but do you want to go get your nails done with me? Probably not. Listen, honestly, I just, how many compliments did it just give you? <laughs> do, do I need more? I will go get my nails done. I don't care. I'm oh. confident. So I married a really good one, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but in general, what I'm going to say is that there's not really one person that can, like, check all the boxes in that sense. Like, Ryan, you might go get your nails done with me, but, like, you're not going to go get, like, your eyelashes done or something. No, completely agree. And no one gasses you up the way a friend would. Like, your <laughs> your significant other, your husband or wife, your family, nobody is going to tell you a compliment or get you going the way your friends are. Your friend tells you, you look so freaking amazing tonight. That feels way better than... Your significant other, your family. Am I wrong? Yeah, it's so true. And I think friends, it's, you know, it's like you're not obligated to them. Like you are like your partner or your family. And it's just like it's a different relationship. And it's so genuine. And when you find a good one, it goes so far. And I I think society should should um, recommend that. And they should push that. And it's, it's when they don't. So that's where my issue comes in. I think it's hard to make friends as an adult because society does not for it and I think society should do so much better. So in regards to society not really prioritizing friendship, I have a personal theory about it. Do you want to hear about it? Yeah, I'm really interested to know what society thinks. <laughs> okay, just a theory and again I am against no parties of this but I think that both me and you have had similar parental figures in a way of trying to prioritize certain things for us. And I think it's very United States-based. I can't necessarily say that it may be the same for international folks, but it seems like in the U.S., there is such a priority towards family first, no matter what. Like, whatever happens in the entire world, you are expected to put family first. And again, I'm not necessarily saying that that is the wrong view. But what I'm saying is, is that everybody has told you this your whole life. So the moment you have free time, you prioritize your family or maybe you take a break yourself second. And then third is when you fulfill your social friendship duties. That's how I've always taken it in my life is how it feels like I've been told to prioritize things. But for me... After having gone through that whole experience, if you will, what I would say is you're more than welcome to put family first if you'd like to or if you don't want to. Whatever you want to do is your own thing, but you really do need to consider friendship equal to family because, as we mentioned before, friendship is different than family but offers so many of the similar benefits and 
things that your family cannot do. You can talk to your friends about so much more than what you can talk to your family to. Yes, your family can support you and be there for you, but you need some nights to go out and party with your friends and enjoy and kick back and kick loose. And I just think that in the United States especially, I'm not sure if it's wrapped around religion specifically or maybe it's just based upon the values of the United States, you know, capitalism capitalism let's go let's go off let's bring in a couple no we're not gonna bring in guests but we could go full on on capitalism (laughs) thing but all i'm saying is it could be rooted in all of what the united states is rooted in but it's almost always like family first capitalism in your job second if you call it second if you don't have a family maybe first and then third is like your own kind of stuff and then very at the bottom is friends i don't know macy do you think that that's something similar like do you have a similar opinion so you know i really agree with you but what i think is so interesting is that i think i think america and maybe the whole world has seen kind of a shift lately where millennials gen z maybe even gen x suddenly is no longer concentrating on family as like a family dynamic and more about family as in like who you want to have in your life right so like um like I know a lot of millennials for example who you know they don't talk to their parents because their parents were very abusive or whatever and now they're rebuilding their kind of family as like oh these are my friends who are my age and on Christmas, instead of going to see my family, I go and see my friends. And I spend my vacation time like with people I actually want to hang out with. And I spend my time with people that actually get me. And it's no longer my family, right? Yeah, so you're right. talking more of like a fast and furious, you know, family. Oh you know, my The God. people that you're with driving cars. Yes, yes, We're going to go fast and furious. <laughs> okay, that was it. I'm sorry. Um, no, but I think, um, I think that there has been a huge shift culturally where... Family, and actually, I'm a huge fan of it, where family is no longer who you're related to, but it's more like who you appreciate. And I, for me, coming from like a very divorced family, a family that's very toxic, I love that because I love the idea of making your own family is like, you know, our, for example, this Christmas, we might go to Hawaii with our couple friend, right? And that that kind of is more of my family than my own family, as bad as that might sound to my family, right? <laughs> but in theory, for me, it, it's really refreshing. It kind of sounds great because it's like those are people that actually understand me and those people that I like love and they like, love me back and they accept me for who I am. And that's, that is the definition of family. And I think millennials kind of retaken this whole idea of family and said, hey, Maybe we're related, maybe we're not, but, like, I want people in my life to, like, appreciate me as a person and, like, accept me. And so, um, so talking about, yeah, society kind of prioritizing family, I think millennials are putting a big twist on what that means. Um, but you're totally right. Like, I think, I think that that is one reason, like, capitalism, right, and, and this whole idea of, like, having this family unit is always been so important for sure in like the American kind of culture where it's like a dad and a mom and a couple kids and they're so cool American dream white picket fence yes yeah and I think that's rapidly changing quite a bit with the economy and just the world right but that is totally um probably the reason that it's 
it's not pushed to have more friends. Where it really is like build a family, be successful in that, and like kind of procreate from there. And that is like what life is worth being. And I think it's totally true that that's what America pushes. But I personally am really glad to see that there is been there has been a shift, and I think that shift is kind of reclaiming not only your social life, but like your family life and saying, you know what, like it's the holidays. I only get paid for like three weeks of vacation time. And I meant some people actually like care about me, right? It's a matter of related. And actually we're probably not related, right? And I, I love that actually. Like I love to see that because I, I think it's, um, I think it's sad to waste your time. People don't actually care about you. And I, I don't think anything matters genetically or DNA wise when it comes to that and I have personally felt that my whole life where you can have really great connections and you're not related and I'm glad to see a shift where now it's like people are prioritizing being on people that actually care about them and doesn't matter if you're related or not yeah let me ask a follow-up how do you think that that shift affects the way we think about making friends and does it make it harder does it make it easier because to me it almost seems to add a little more of a pressure to it if you want to make a friend so close that they could, you know, be that for you. But maybe you think differently. Yeah, I think if your bar is that high, it could be like a lot of pressure. But I I do think, I think friendships come a lot more naturally. Like family can feel so forced sometimes or like you're being someone you're not. And with friends, and like, like again, there might be certain situations like a coworker or something, but but a genuine friendship usually is very like, oh, I'm being myself and you're being yourself and we get along. And I think I think that that will go so far like in a relationship if you're getting along really well and like you live near each other or you have the means to see each other often and keep up the friendship. Um, right? I think that could go honestly further than like a family dynamic because you actually have like there's and into like family you feel obligated, right? Because, like, the bloodline, right? Everyone, like, loves Ancestry.com. The bloodline. <laughs> Keep it going, right? And you feel obligated to your family. You don't really feel obligated to friends unless you, you know, you develop a... That trust. Yeah, trust, deep connection. Bond, yeah. And so I, I think, um, I think in that situation, your friendships can become so important because... There, there is no obligation besides I just really like hanging out with you. And that's so genuine. And it's very accepting in a way that family will never be, you know? Yeah, if I'm, if I'm kind of getting what you're saying, it almost seems like maybe you may think of it on the initial phase as more pressure. But you shouldn't think of it that way. What you should think of it as extra motivation to put the work in and make that friend. Mm-hmm. Because it fulfills so much more. Yes, and and then like you said earlier, like I think when you have a really good friend, you are able to like let loose and stuff in a way that you can't with your family or even with your partner, and um, that that should be valued. And I think society should want that people. And so um, it's hard to make friends as an adult, but I think if you if you put the effort in and you're able to do it, it's really rewarding. Very rewarding, I would agree. So, yeah, making friends is really hard. <laughs> it's impossible almost, and society doesn't care at all. And I think the worst part is that when you're isolated, you're very isolated. So, um, on the next episode, we're planning to talk about how to actually make friends as an adult. 
you can also have the categories we listed in season one. And I hope you listen because hopefully it will help you make a friend. Yeah, here's a little spoiler alert. I'm going to recommend drinking a little whiskey and Macy's going to recommend drinking a little wine. Oh, am I? I love some <laughs> Or maybe we wine. just did that during this episode. I'm not sure. Probably the whole time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're going to help you make some new friends. And it is hard to make friends as an adult. And I, th- I think you have to keep a positive outlook and be, you know, efficient and put the effort in. So we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Hard to Make Friends as an Adult. I'm Macy. And I'm Ryan. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.